Since the beginning of time, parents have been trying to figure out what makes their kids tick. Now, rightly or wrongly, any number of things have gotten the credit for why Junior behaves the way he does, including his upbringing, heredity, social and financial status, exposure to stimuli, and more. And though it's been a hot debate for well over 100 years now, the question remains, to what degree do Hollywood movies alone affect not only our kids' values, appetites, attitudes, and behaviors, but those of the entire nation as a whole? We'll be talking with a man who understands the value and influence of today's film industry on all of us, today on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent, uh, which is today being filmed in front of a live audience. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the case, but I always love that line on television and in films as well. Well, we're two of us. Uh, uh, That's close enough. But Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential therapeutic program for teens in crisis and, by extension, their families. And so today we do want to arm you as a Christian parent with some some information and some tools that you can use to help you make better decisions when it comes to the entertainment content that reaches into your home. And Trace, movies have always had an influence on the lives of people, young and old alike. But when parents come to you for help with their kids, how many truly understand, in your opinion, how much entertainment in general, but I'd say movies in particular, have played in influencing their kids' attitudes and behaviors? Well, Rich, it's it's impossible to say for sure, but my experience in, in dealing with troubled teenagers is that entertainment in general uh, has played a, a much bigger role in the why behind what Junior believes, thinks what he thinks, wants what he wants, likes what he likes, understands what he understands, and actually does what he does. Too many parents look at entertainment in general, but movies in particular— as a harmless engagement of time that allows us to escape into a world free of all the responsibilities and liabilities of life long enough to be refreshed in preparation for the real-world responsibilities of life. And I think, for the most part, that's exactly right. Uh, just like, for the most part, cars are simply modes of transportation, not designed to ruin your life, but to simply get you from place to place in a timely fashion. The problem is that too many people, particularly kids, get more than merely refreshed from movies and more than just where they're going with cars. Both cars and movies have liabilities to them and uh, can even be dangerous to to one degree or the other. The difference with movies over cars is that nobody's making a car that's purposely designed to hurt or corrupt you or your kid. But filmmakers can sometimes create movies with agendas that transcend mere entertainment value and therefore making them potentially dangerous to the viewer, depending on the audience. Uh, but we have a guest today that's working very hard and effectively, I might add, uh, to help us with all that. Well, Dr. Ted Bear is a uh, repeat offender here on License to Parent. He's been with us several times before. He's the founder and publisher of Movie Guide, the family guide to movies and entertainment. He's also chairman of the Christian Film and Television Commission Ministry, as well as a noted critic, educator, lecturer, and media pundit. His life's purpose, according to Ted, is to be used of God to redeem the values of the media while educating audiences on how to use discernment in selecting their entertainment. And I think we'll find in today's conversation, as in past conversations with him, that he's quite good at that. Ted is married. He has four grown children and a growing number of grandchildren. And we're pleased to have him back with us today on Licensed to Parent. Well, Ted, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. It's great to be with you. 
you've been out before, obviously, and uh, uh, you've told us a little bit about Movie Guide, but there's a lot of, you know, we've got a lot of new listeners since you've been uh, on last. So you know, give us a thumbnail sketch about what Movie Guide actually is, why you started it, and, and, and uh, how Christian families can benefit from it. Well, there's two sides to that answer. One side is that we're here to um, help the families to choose the good and reject the bad and help their children develop discernment. We do not do thumbs up or thumbs down. We have a principled approach to analysis of movies. Some of it is the normal stuff like how much sex, violence, nudity, profanity, and some of it is, you know, whether it uh, has some aberrations in terms of theology, which could be even worse. And uh, we get great responses. We get people saying, my daughter wanted to go see this movie, and then she read the movie guide review and found out that some animal's head was cut off and said, I'm not going to see that. So we try to get it to the point that the children are learning discernment so they can make wise decisions. Now, why do we do that? Well, I do that because I grew up in the entertainment industry. My parents were movie stars. I was very far to the left, very into um, all the things that everybody was into in the 60s. You know, and then somebody, when I was, after I'd gone to NYU Law School and financed five feature films, challenged me to read the Bible. And then finally I said, okay, I'll read the short part. And I started reading it, and God got a hold of my life. And because I'd done some sleazy films uh, for Canon Film that bought MGM, I have felt compelled, how do we redeem the media? And one way you redeem the media is if parents teach their children to be media-wise, then when a good movie comes out, they choose the good movie, like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which talks about the leap of faith and things. It's very fun. There's no uh, foul language. There's no nudity. There's no second it, and it's very positive. And then we go to the studios and we say, look, you wonder why your film did so badly? Uh, it's because you didn't reach the audience. Or... Uh, I can tell you a string, a litany of movies that we set down with a producer like Tom McGrath, who did, uh, uh, you know, who did one of the great movies last year. And uh, suddenly he finds out, well, everybody else told us that it wasn't going to do well, and you liked it, and it did $430 million or $528 million. I'll give you an example. Uh, Despicable Me uh, got very bad reviews. Why? I said, look, this is a story of a person like me who three little girls, one of them prays for him, and he turns into the hero. I said, this is the story we need, and then it did over $340 million. And that happens consistently. And people in Hollywood say, we're the only review that supported their work. And then they start to open up, and we see people coming to Christ all the time. We see people uh, whose so life, cool. life changes. Uh, we had one Muslim good friend of mine who, uh, who we met after one of his movies got blasted on ABC television. It was the most popular, but the critics didn't like it. And uh, we talked, and he came to Christ. His son came to Christ and went to Reform Seminary. So we see a lot of people being... We had the meanest lawyer in Hollywood last year who called me up in May. He had sued his own mother. That's how mean he was. And he <laughs> called me and said, can you baptize me? I want to I want to come to Christ. So we, we've, we've had a lot of wow. wonderful things. And we do that by giving this extensive report to the entertainment industry. By the way, the Tom McGrath movie was Boss Baby, where it starts off where babies are created in heaven, and it says Jesus is the boss, and Satan is trying mm-hmm. to stop people from having babies. And it's a wonderful biblical allegory. And it's just amazing to see these producers, writers, directors open up and uh, and just to uh, have their lives transformed. And that'll happen again at our Movie God Awards on the 22nd. It'll be on the Hallmark Channel. 
Well, that's so cool. The the landscape of entertainment has obviously changed a lot in the last decade. And, you know, you've got the Netflix and the Amazon Primes and whatnot who are not only carrying major releases, but now even producing some of their own. As, As the way in which we consume films expands and therefore the number of people making films expands, um, how is Movie Guide keeping up with all that? Are, are you are you able to do the extensive reviews you want to as broadly as you'd like to? Well, we do a lot of work. I mean, we do every movie that opens in a hundred theaters or more. We do a lot of the other movies. You know, the one thing that I I should point out is that we see more movies. Uh, that are aimed at families. The year we started, there were only six family movies, and six of them were mediocre, and now it's about 40% of the movies. Now, at Christmas time, you actually had Christmas movies. The Grinch uh, this year was the most Christian version of The Grinch, but uh, we started out with one movie in 85 uh, with positive Christian content, Trip to Bountiful. In the last couple of years, it's always been over 60% of the movies, like Spider-Man going to you know, the church cemetery and they have being told that he has to take a leap of faith and the faith elements of these movies are sometimes extremely explicit. So we but but that's movies because movies you vote for. Netflix mm-hmm. and I'm answering your question, I'm just taking too long to get to it. Netflix <laughs> is it's is operating in a netherworld. Uh, the biggest programs on Netflix that they don't pay anything for are the Disney programs. And Disney is pulling its programs off Netflix. Uh, so they've hired somebody, Cindy Holland, to be able to do family programs. I don't think they get what family program is. And, uh, you know, for instance, I went to uh, uh, one of their programs, Outlaw King, about Robert the Bruce, because Robert the Bruce, uh, you know, Braveheart, all that good stuff is just wonderful. And, you know, you're 20 minutes into the movie. And suddenly they have a Game of Thrones sex scene in it. And I don't want to see Chris Pratt having sex. I'm sorry. I'm 72 years old. And it bombed at the box office. And and they claim figures on Netflix that cannot be uh, demonstrated. What we do know is that the movies that do well on Netflix are the family films. We do know that they're pushing family films. Like they even have Samson on there right now. But the films that they produce on Netflix quite often are the worst of the worst in terms of sex and violence. And then secular TV, the TV networks are the same thing. They're governed by the advertisers. And uh, if you saw the movie Little Pink House about the woman whose property is being uh, stolen by the city uh, to to, uh, build a Viagra plant for Pfizer, uh, quite often the advertiser, because they want to sell Viagra, uh, controls what's on there. They want to have more Game of Thrones sex scenes. But those movies, those programs don't do as well. If you're ever wondering what's happening in this world, um, you know, you see positive programming uh, that does very well, and uh, and and yet the programming that gets the advertisers is maybe you know the positive programming could be getting uh, mm-hmm. 12 million viewers, and the ones that get the advertisers, you know, whether it's a voice or whatever else, it happens to be that's positive and uplifting, and a lot of uh, singers who come out of the church. But what's getting the advertisers is a program that's only getting one or two million people, and they're getting uh, more advertising because they're selling the things that the advertisers want to sell, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know sex and alcohol drugs and, and drugs and, and everything else. Yeah. yeah. So it's not my imagination. Well, we are seeing more redemptive uh, themed movies coming out of Hollywood. But let me ask you this: uh, 
There's also a lot of movies with these these hidden gay agendas that might even get a good rating, but they but they kind of paint uh, uh, the whole LGBT attitude and, and worldview in a way that just assumes that this stuff is okay. What do you tell parents about a movie like that? I'm always thinking that uh, the situation will turn around. And what we tell parents is that there's a gay agenda. Don't go, you know, you might want to get three consider before your child goes to see it. And some of the movies that have gotten great reviews, um, you know, have not gotten good reviews from us. Uh, but it, it, here's some good news for you. Uh, I'll tell it to you in two different ways. One, in the top ten films last year, there were no movies with a gay agenda. None. Zip. Zero. None of the people were supporting those movies. In the top 25 box office films, there may have been one or two, but they were at the bottom of the list. And the Gay Lesbian Alliance for Defamation Against Defamation has does a report like we do, and it says they're very upset that there are less gay characters in the movies last year than there were uh, in previous years. So, um, mm. They are working in television. You know, you've got all these news people that are promoting it. Uh, they do promote on television series uh, because television series, again, are supported by advertisers. But right. the tr- fact of the matter is that in movies, people go out to support the Grinch. They don't go out to support, uh, you know, even even the, the Fifty Shades series. The last one was a complete disaster. So it's it's not happening. It's not the uh, primary mover and shaker of the movie industry. We're talking with Dr. Ted Baer, founder and publisher of Movie Guide, the family guide to movies and entertainment. He's also chairman of the Christian Film and Television Commission Ministry. And uh, we are going to continue this in just a moment. And Ted, when we come back, I'd love to get your take on uh, the importance of Christians supporting movies with Christian-based ideals that may not be specifically Christian, because I think a lot of parents may walk too far on the line that says, oh, well, if it's if it's not a Christian film, then we're not going to go see it. So, so your thoughts on that when we come back. This is Licensed to Parent. More with Dr. Ted Baer in just a moment. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens, have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. prison? Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month, Christ-centered, nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. 
Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, where our guest today is Dr. Ted Baer, the founder and publisher of Movie Guide. And Ted, just a couple of minutes ago, before the break, you were talking about uh, several movies that, that had done well and had good values in them. One of the ones you mentioned was Aquaman. I know, especially in the superhero realm of comics, uh, we we got into Thor, we got into you know some of these things that had... Uh, mythology tied to them and whatnot. And a lot of Christian parents may push back on something like that because, no, that's not Christian. That, you know, that doesn't come from a, a Christian theology. And yet I believe you were pointing out that there are some good Christian-based values in these films. So what what would be your, your guidance to parents on uh, kind of separating the bad from the good and how to make the right choices when choosing movies like this? Well, first place, a biblical worldview says that we live in a real world with real pain, with real suffering that needs a real savior. If you're a Marxist, you believe that it's all matter. So if you kill, you know, Stalin claimed to have, he killed at least in the Homodor in Ukraine nine million people. Then some people, the Black Book of Communism claims he killed seventy to ninety million people. But it didn't matter because they're just matter. So it didn't. What difference? What difference does it make? So and if you're you know, if you're a nominalist, uh, like many Eastern religions, which I was before I came to Christ, uh, you believe that it's all spirit, so what does it matter if you kill the body? So for Christians, we have a real, what they call in theology, a real ontology, a real epistemology, a real semantics, a real semantics, all of those things undergird. So when you see, the, the, you know, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, he actually is not you know, with some uh, Gnostic heresy that he doesn't really die on the stone table, Aslan, he actually dies on the stone table. So there's a real world that has real consequences for your actions. Now, when you apply that to, uh, you know, to comic book movies, they're all over the map. I mean, some of them, like the first and second Thor movie, he would always say that, you know, he he was not God. There was a God, and, and Captain America made that very clear statement in one of the first Avengers, I know God and I'm not him, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, these people dressed as God are not him. So there's, there's ones that have very clear um, biblical um, theology, and some of them that are way over the map. And I'd mm -hmm. say, you know, Aquaman did not, Make our cut for one of the top uh, ten movies because it's got some it's got some good redemptive content about humbling yourself about uh, you know uh, loving your enemy and all that which is very clear in it but it also has a lot of uh, mixed content even has a good scene in a church so it, it is a mixed bag so when it's a mixed bag we put it in a different category and what we help people do is think through what does this mean for you and what does it mean for the real world I mean. 
mean, I, even when I'm, we have an office in India, even though India is uh, nominalistic, uh, the average woman in India or man knows that there's real pain, real suffering, and they need a real savior, that you just can't wish it away, even though the uh, sadhus tried to burn Mother Teresa at the stake uh, on the funeral pyre. They, um, the average person knows that it's not just an illusion. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say that I truly believe that Hollywood has the potential to be a greater influence on America for the cause of Christ than even the church today. And tell me why I'm a heretic for saying that. No, you're not a heretic. And if you think about uh, people leading people to Christ, you know, I went to uh, Billy Graham's funeral only because Billy told me that if I didn't go to his funeral, he wouldn't come to mine. But uh, <laughs> I had to go. Um, but, you know, Billy preached to millions. But if you look at the Jesus film, I know Bill, Bill Bright got involved, but it was being made by a Jewish man who died two years ago. We honored him at the gala. He's a very good friend. His son, David Heyman, has uh, done the Paddington movies that we love, and he's done Harry Potter, which we don't love. Um, but John Heyman was making the whole Bible, and uh, he was Jewish. And the Jesus film has reached billions of people around the world. And Jesus of Nazareth, who was done by Zeffirelli, who was bisexual and running around chasing Michael York, who I know very well around his villa. All of these people, uh, you know, they made Jesus of Nazareth, which led millions of people to Christ. Mm -hmm. The movie that brought more people and percentage of the population to Christ than any other movie was the 1920s version of King of Kings, mainly because it was a silent version. So when it showed in Africa and Asia, since it was silent and you had just had subtitles, more people came to Christ per capita than the Jesus film. Mm -hmm. So movies can have a tremendous influence. They're a tool, just like your radio program is a tool. You can use the tool for for good, or you can be a shock jock and use it for bad. You can use it for good or bad. And the good news is that Jesus wants to bless you because you're using it for good. Whether the movie is really good, like Jesus of Nazareth or the Jesus film, you've got to talk to your children. For instance, yep. John Heyman being Jewish, when an angel showed up, it looked like a truck driver had met Jesus in the middle of the desert. I said, John, what are you doing? Well, he said, well, in Hebrew, this is what happens. It could be entertaining you know, your local neighbor or an angel, unaware. Mm -hmm. And so this is the way we see it. Uh, but with Vincenzo Labella and Zeffirelli did Jesus of Nazareth and an angel appeared, usually it was cherubic and they had bells and whistles and Bach being played in the background, you know, or Vivaldi being played by the background. So, uh, you know, you, you have to talk about that. Is that what an angel is? Is an angel a little cherub? Is an angel a truck driver walking up? Is an angel? You have to talk about whatever it is. That's right. And that's what we do with that movie guide. We do theology for families. Well, Ted, I think I would be ripping my audience off if I didn't ask you your take on Harry Potter, because it's been an in-house debate in the church as to whether this is something we need to take our kids to or, or not. And uh, it's kind of hard to articulate uh, in a soundbite, but uh, Harry Potter, pretty divisive film. Uh, tell us, give us your take on this film quickly. Well, read, read, read my book, Frodo and Harry, one of my 40 books. It's, okay. it's one of my most popular books, uh, uh, but it contrasts, uh, uh, you know, Frodo and Lord of the Rings with Harry Potter, and it does it based on uh, theology, and it does it based on those criteria that we talked about, yeah. uh, the nature of reality, the nature of knowing. All those things are extremely important. Um, now, if your kid happens to see it, which they probably did, you need to read it so you can unpack it for mm -hmm. them. You can say, 
say, well, is this the, the type of world that we live in? Is it the type of world where people who are muglies, who are limited, uh, you know, just are be buffoons, and we call them foolish and stupid? But <laughs> Jesus said, the two things in danger of hellfire is calling, one is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and the second one is calling anyone a fool, um, because that's setting yourself up above the other person, which is exactly uh, what they do in Harry Potter. Right, so yeah. it's an elitism, it's Gnosticism, it, it spreads a point of view, and kids are susceptible to that, because every kid likes to look down at, uh, at other people when he's in the co- concrete stage of cognitive development. So right. at each stage of development, they respond to different things, and you have to know how they respond and how to help them think through uh, the way they're responding so they don't get caught up on the wrong side of the uh, philosophical issues. Yeah. Well, there's certainly that uh, perspective the kids have today is uh, uh, being kind of equal to adults to a great degree. Taking into consideration its evangelistic qualities, uh, what movie do you consider to be the best movie ever produced? Well, you know, I get asked this question because I was head of a department at Berkeley and I was speaking uh, at uh, USC once uh, the film school and I said Tree of Wooden Clogs, which won the Cannes Film Festival in 1981. And, uh, and you know, everybody just was lost in the sauce because they'd never seen Tree of Wooden Clogs. So, you know, I think a wonder, It's a Wonderful Life uh, comes close. There are Amen. a lot of great films and there are many great films that represent different genres and we like to look at those different genre and see how they apply. So I would be um, hard-pressed to do anything except uh, uh, something that's really great and which most people have never seen. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and we're out of time, but, I, but while I got you here, I got one more. Without considering its overtly redemptive and evangelistic qualities, what do you consider the greatest movie ever produced? Because I know Citizen Kane is up there and on the waterfront, and I'm going to tell you something. I missed it. I, I, say, I, don't, I don't get either one of those movies. Maybe I'm just not smart enough, maybe. I don't know. But what, What's your top one? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a list of the top. We're always putting a list of the top movies, and we're, we have a list of 100 best movies of all time, and uh, some of them will surprise you, and some of them will be ones that you know. There's some great movies in the past. You know, my father was a movie star, so in terms of Westerns, he did some of the best, and he won the box office award, and one of my favorite movies is Sergeant York. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, you know, there are other great movies that have fallen into that category. So... Uh, you know, this is a broad topic that we should take in a whole other show to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, we'll let you off the hook. <laughs> uh, but we can point people to uh, movieguide.org exactly. to find out more, to uh, find out about your books, to check out that list of top films, and also, of course, to subscribe to Movie Guide, a great uh, resource for the Christian family, for parents and teens, and we want to encourage our listeners to check it out if they haven't already. Uh, Dr. Ted Baer, founder and publisher of Movie Guide, our guest today on Licensed Parent. Ted, thanks so much for spending time with us. Yes, sir. Oh, you have a wonderful weekend, and have a great day. God bless you. you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. And on that note, we will say goodbye from Licensed to Parent for this week. Uh, we do invite you to visit our website at LicensedToParent.org. And as I always try to remind you while you're there, you can uh, hear our past conversations on a variety of topics crucial to today's parents. And you can also check out Trace's blog and learn more about uh, the work we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy, which is a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for troubled teens. We remind you that uh, the work we do there and the work we do here can't continue without your support. 
We're committed to doing everything we can to help families and their troubled teens, but uh, we need help from people like you in order to continue. If you feel that God would have you step up in this area and help us financially, we would be very grateful. And again, your donation in any amount would be a tremendous help. You can donate securely online by clicking the Donate tab at the top of the page when you visit LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on the program is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.